Hello, friends, and welcome to the Trenton 365 show happening every Tuesday night from approximately 8 to 9 p.m. here in New Jersey's oldest radio station, WIMG 1300, the four-time nominated Stellar Gospel Awards station. You can follow me on Facebook, Trenton 365 Show, also on Twitter and Instagram, at Trenton 365. You can post your events to the Trenton 365 community calendar page on Facebook, and the website is Trenton365.com. Over WIMG 1300, you can follow us on all social media outlets, WIMG 1300. And if you're watching, it's over WPHY, covering Mercer County, New Jersey, through the Verizon Network. So we got a lot of information to get to you in segment one. I am super stoked to have a living legend in my presence. (laughs) I've got the Duchess. Doris Spears, who is in the house. Um, You're welcome. We've got a bunch of things we're going to talk about, but I want to make sure that everyone understands. Doris is going to be performing in Trenton, New Jersey, this coming Thursday at the Levitt Amp Summer Concert Series. You can find out all the information and the details by going to the website, levittamp.org. Levittamp.org. My apologies. Or you can search Destination Trenton. And this is with the Trenton Downtown Association putting this on. So without any further ado, the lovely and extremely talented <laughs> Duchess Dara Spears, welcome to the Trenton 365 show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Um, I always like to have my guests, uh, for the people who don't know who they are, just share a little bit about who they are as a person, and then we're going to jump right into talking about your craft as a musician. Okay. um, I'm originally from the Midwest. I grew up in Gary, Indiana, and Chicago, Illinois. I... um, went to school there, I got most of my early uh, jazz experience um, with a lot of real legends like Vaughn Freeman and Mm. George Freeman and his brother Lefty Bates, George George, uh, Bill Mayburn. Um, Did I say Lefty Bates? Yes, you did. Okay, Uh, Lefty Bates, there there was a a very fertile um, jazz I'm sorry, I'm at a loss for words. The Midwest, okay, because of its proximity to um, Kansas City mm-hmm. and Chicago, um, was always uh, very popular for jazz and for blues. The black people, including my family, who came up that way in the Great Migration mm-hmm. from down south, settled in that area and helped it that helped give it um, a name for one of the top jazz and blues places in the United States. Mm-hmm. So I, I know that um, you've been performing for, for decades, and your your name is synonymous. <laughs> well, it's really synonymous with um, like a certain quality, and um, you're well recognized. And do you think that when your family, when you were in the Midwest, in the Chicago and Gary, Indiana, Indiana area, do you think that that was, was just a fertile ground for you to learn about who you were? Or do you think that you always had this gift in you of music? I think it was a little of both, actually, um, Jacques. I knew I was always talented. I always heard great music. Great music was the backdrop of everything, mm-hmm. whether we were celebrating whether there was card playing, whether there was church discussions, music was always there Mm. of the legends. So when you listen to uh, people who are are great, then that's sort of like 
your teacher in terms of what you listen for. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I think that, and when I say that they both mattered, I think because it happened to be happening there, it was very easy for me to just walk into the ferment and, and be welcomed because I was young, I was enthusiastic, I loved the music, and that was rather unusual. You know, I wasn't into rock and roll or R&B or anything like that. So for a long time, I was like just really very special. Mm. And I was treated very special by all of the adults and the masters that were older than me and wanted someone to carry on the legacy. Mm. And I would say that you have done that indeed. Um, I, most recently I saw you perform at an event that I was a part of over at Champs um, when you performed yes. um, you know with a, with a full accompaniment of, a, yes. of, of background singers yes. or and uh, also yes. a full band and uh, it was well received mm -hmm. and you know when you hear people you know exclaim how great you know someone is and you have in your mind okay well I want to see for myself mm -hmm. and now, I, in doing what I do, I get a chance to meet and see a lot of amazing people and a lot of amazing talent. And sure. I was very, I was very impressed and, and not surprised. I don't think that's the right word. My expectations were exceeded with oh, what you've, what you've done. You. And you're welcome. You. And also the, the diversity of the group that you had assembled. And I think that speaks a bit towards um, you growing up in the Midwest and also the cultural diversity that's here in Trenton as well. Yes. Um, I do want to jump around a little bit. Sure. Um, and, and talk about the social justice mm -hmm. perspective of, of what you do with your craft. How did you know that that was where I am in this right now? How did you know that? Well, I mean, some of the conversations that we had, I, I mean, I, I really do consider myself a very okay. specific, active listener. Like, I, I really pay attention to what okay. people yes. say. And, it's um, very important to me. Sure, yeah. So, so just to... to just to kind of frame this a little bit, mm -hmm. um, the importance of social justice, but also um, being a, a musician mm -hmm. or an artist mm -hmm. and using that medium because it's, it casts a wide net and the importance of doing that. Can you just share a bit about that? Well, <clears throat> previously I had recorded two straight ahead jazz CDs. I was on another prominent musician CD and I also did a Straight Ahead Blues CD, purely for the music mostly. There were covers of songs. Um, the last CD that I did speaks to how music can be used, especially if you're a writer. Mm -hmm. And I'm a writer, I write songs and I write poetry. I play a little bit of guitar, I also play the piano. That allows me to make some statements about social justice social justice and injustice. Not that I think it will significantly change things, but at least it deserves in this day and age where everything is instant gratification and short attention span, it will help some light be shown on some things that are very important. So this last CD that I did, Horology, was a nod to that because it speaks of gender inequality. and femininity and things related to that whole concept. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to, to sit down and chat with people when they're, they're candid and they're, you know, revealing things. Um, and that's something that I take 
very seriously, and I appreciate that. I, that's an honor and respectful thing that I have for people who do that. You know, when you had read at that event um, at Champs, I guess it was about last year, about this time, mm-hmm. maybe a little earlier. About. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you had read some poetry as well. Mm-hmm. And the poetry that you read, it was, uh, it was very revealing, mm-hmm. and it had a lot of emotion in, in, in it. Mm-hmm. Can you just share about your writing style, and is all your poetry generally in that vein, like, like a lot of... Um, um, self-expression and, and revealing? Uh, yes and no. Okay. Uh, it, it depends more or less on the subject and how close I am to it in terms of my own personal experience or whether or not I've been in situations with other people who have gone through whatever it is that I'm writing about, whether it be um, physical abuse or, or rape or... Um, you being evicted, being homeless, um, not being properly educated. When I'm writing poetry, I run the gamut from poems that rhyme or, or that are very simple and simplistic and what they talk about. It could be about the rain, it could be about uh, a season, it could be about just letting the time fly with just dealing with the thoughts that come across your head like clouds. Um, Other times it can be abstract and Mm -hmm. non-rhyming and the emphasis isn't particularly on the meter or anything like that but it can be about love, it can be about sex, it can be about intimacy Mm -hmm. um, and just how those things affect all your senses and change you for good or bad. Mm -hmm. You know when we first met um, in person Mm -hmm. that was one of the things that, that I pulled from meeting you was that you you seem very in tune in lots of different areas Mm -hmm. like you seem very intuitive um, about what's going on physically Mm -hmm. but also spiritually mentally etc like pulling these different things together when you think back to your childhood do you think that your childhood had anything to do with it or is this like a skill that you've honed over the years well I think my childhood and other experiences had a lot to do with it um, my family uh, were sharecroppers mm-hmm. who came up through the Great Migration. And so they were very close to slavery um, and through being mistreated, you know, by the system that was in place at the time. And many times um, when they came up with, with their children, they had habits that they couldn't explain in the way that they reared their kids and the values that they had or mm. the, um, the different thoughts that they had. And that was one of the reasons why with sharecroppers, especially and poor people, uh, religion was so important because they had to find a way to cope mm-hmm. with things that they couldn't voice and things that they had experienced that were just stuck there in their maw and there was nothing that they could do about it, Mm -hmm. you know. So that and my experience, I'm well-traveled, you know. I I love to travel cross-culturally. I love to cook Mm -hmm. cross-culturally. Scandinavia uh, is probably my, one of my favorite places to go in the world um, because of their system of social democracy. Mm -hmm. Um, People say, oh, 
it's so expensive to live in those places, and it is, but look at what you get. Whereas here we have this kind of a ragamuffin mentality when it comes to the people on the, the lower levels that, you know, that different forces cause them to be assigned to, and many of them can never get out. Many of them just never experience any modicum of what it feels like to be cared for in their country mm -hmm. and to be loved in their country and to have that value where they can go out into the world and find it easy to love and accept other people. So I like places in the world that are like that. I think we have a lot in this country to learn from that if we wanted to, but I don't think that we want to because of various factors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I like how you towed that line. Um, I, and and I, I want to encourage you and to give you kudos as an artist to continue to push the boundaries, to um, take things right up to that line and maybe go beyond it. Um, I think that art in general, mainly performing art, mm -hmm. has gotten to the point where it's become a vehicle for um, success, monetary mm -hmm. success, mm -hmm. but not necessarily the cultural progression coming from, from and I'm going to say music. Mm -hmm. um, I, we were just talking earlier about um, you know some genres of music where it's five words repeated over and over, over and over and again, over. Yeah. Um, that that's enough to make someone very wealthy and very famous. Mm -hmm. But what is that necessarily doing to the culture? And is it paying homage to the artist and the people and the life that allow this artist to get to that point, number one. Yeah. And then at the same time... And others. Yes. It, what, what is that doing for the young people who are here now, who are looking for those things? Years ago, we could get it from the music, the music that we listen to. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's necessarily so much that's happening now. Um, we're going to continue talking about that because sure. I really want to get your perspective. Sure. Um, we're up on a break, and um, you're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. Um, tonight, my guest in the first segment is the Duchess, Doris Spears. So we're going to be talking about her performance that's coming up this Thursday, which is uh, July 5th, and that's going to be taking place at the Mill Hill Park if the weather is good. If not, we'll be inside at the Mo War Memorial Building in the George Washington Ballroom. She'll be performing for the Levitt Amp Trenton Summer Concert Series, and um, she'll be the head, or excuse me, the opening act, and uh, we'll be getting into that a little bit more later. You're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. We'll be back after a moment. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 show. You can send me an email, Trenton, the numbers 365, and the word show at gmail.com. Trenton365show at gmail.com. Archives of this interview and others are available on the website, Trenton365.com. I've got the Duchess, Dara Spears, in the studio in the first segment. In the next 15 minutes or so, we're going to be talking more about her music. She's been giving us an overall summary of her background, and we've been touching on, on some things that are at the forefront of what's going on I'll say globally, um, and that's uh, social justice. There's more people who are concerned about the plight of not only themselves, but also other human beings. So um, so Doris has a CD out called Horology, and it's spelled just like it sounds. And we can get that on your website, dorisspears.com. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, it's uh, Jazz Duchess Doris Spears. Jazz Duchess Doris, Doris Spears. Spears. Mm -hmm. All right. 
So make sure I get that right. And again, folks, all the links will be up on the Trenton 365 website, and you'll be able to link, click right on them and take you to her website where you can learn more about her and also make a purchase or two, which is also how we continue to have these things going. You've got to invest in the artists and the talent, et cetera. Pay the artists. Indeed. Pay the artists. So earlier, you know, we were talking about social democracy, social justice, et cetera, and your CD horology. Um, I'm going to go back a bit and say, where did the, the name the Duchess come from, and, and who gave it to you, and et cetera? Um, you're familiar with the coronet Edison trumpeter, uh, Clark Terry? No. Okay. Um, Clark Terry is probably in the same age bracket now as Quincy Jones, uh, in, let's see, he and Miles Davis uh, would probably be about the same age if Miles were alive now. Um, I think he's probably in his 80s uh, and he's still playing. If you weren't looking at his face when he was playing, you would think that he was about 30 years old. Oh, wow. He's one of those types of uh, legends. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I was performing at uh, Trumpets Jazz Club in Montclair, New Jersey, back mm -hmm. in the 90s. And uh, the uh, Trumpets was a very hot club at the time, along with Shanghai Jazz. And he came in, um, and the stage was open for a session. And it was him, and Al Gray, I think, was there, another... Uh, uh, incredible uh, jazz legendary musician. I think he's passed away. Anyway, it was about mm, eight of these fellows up on the stage and I asked if I could come up and sit in and at that time I think I prob my demeanor was probably shy and quiet. I may have given that impression. Um, yes, in fact I did. That's what he told me. And then when I got done singing, he says Gosh, okay, so let's see. We have a countess of the blues. Uh, we have a queen of the blues. Um, so let's see. I guess you must be the duchess then. Nice. You know, of, of jazz. <laughs> and I liked it, and I just kept it, and that's been it mm. ever since. Great. Yeah. Um, what are some of your influences? And, and, I, and I want you to think about it a little bit uh -huh. because... You know, over the years, uh, I'm sure, you know, our, our favorites come and go. But mm -hmm. what, what artists or what, what particular music just, like, sticks with you? Well, I loved Nancy Wilson mm -hmm. because when I was coming up, she not only did um, just the, the straight-ahead jazz standards, but she also uh, devoted albums to the Great American Songbook all the writers of Ten Pan Alley at that time from Broadway. Uh, she did some blues things. Uh, she was she was just doing everything. Um, and she was a little bit different than Sarah. She had a, a lovely voice, a beautiful timbre. Um, that operatic thing that you sometimes hear from the, in the great Sarah uh, Vaughn's mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, singing. Nancy didn't have that, but she had something very different that, that was just as powerful. Um, so I listened to a lot of her records. My mother had a lot of her records. She had a lot of records by Dinah Washington, uh, Big Maybell. <laughs> um, and I also liked Arthur Price Sock. Um, 
even though, you know, he was a man, obviously, you know, I, I still liked how he handled a phrase and his timing. And Jimmy Witherspoon with the blues, we heard a lot of Howlin' Wolf and John Lee Hooker and all of these blues greats. My father loved blues, my mother loved jazz. That may have been all the way around, but anyway, this, I heard all, all this great music and I think that it influenced me, mm. all of it. I, I think for many years people would say to me, oh, if I wasn't looking at you, you'd sound just like Nancy Wilson. And that was quite a compliment because everybody wanted to sound like Nancy Wilson. I didn't particularly want to sound like her, but our voices were similar. Mm -hmm. So, and, and then she had beautiful phrasing, and I've always loved beautiful phrasing no matter what you're singing. She knew how to do that well. So I, I took a look, some of that from her. Uh, and when I compared it to how everyone else phrased and what I thought was really musically and vocally important for a singer, she seemed to win hands down for me. Hmm. Yeah, I love Dionne Warwick uh, for R&B, and for a moment uh, when I was with the like garage bands and uh, the top 20 bands, I did a lot of her music uh, because it was so simple to do, and also our ranges were sort of like similar. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So what do you have uh, coming up next? After the Levitt Out? Yeah. Um, are you familiar with the sanctuary? Yeah, the church 18, there? 1862. 1867 church. Sanctuary, yes. So I've been working there on and off for the past year. So I'm going in there probably the third week in July with a band that will be sort of close to the one that I had at Champs. Except oh, okay. there won't be any backup singers. But we'll be doing some of that music. Um, it'll be anchored with guitar instead of piano. Okay. Um, and there'll be a bass player and a drummer. I have a few dates um, there. And have you heard of Jazz on Broad in Hopewell? Yeah. Okay, it's a place that's taken off and being very high. We're in the process. I just have to decide what dates um, I'm going to do. They've told me that it's pretty much open. I can do whatever I want. So that'll be in the fall. And then they'll come... Um, 2019, January and February, I'm going to be over at Hat City in Orange okay. and a, a, another couple places there. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping also that someone will like me enough to put me on a European tour because I'd really like to go back to Europe. Mm -hmm. I have so much fun there. They know the history of black music and they love it. There is, there's a picture of me in one of the popular jazz clubs called here, Nilsson's, in downtown Oslo, Norway. And I'm right up there on the wall, um, big old picture, uh, between Dinah Washington and uh, Howlin' Wolf, to this day. And that was back in 1997 when I was there. Well, let's love see, our music. Let's see what we can do here. Um, so um, I, I always like to put challenges out to my listening audience. And um, most people know I got my hands in a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And um, let's see what we can do. Maybe maybe we could, you know, come up with some creative way to, you know, get some uh, people to support an uh, a, a international tour. I would love And maybe that. we could put something together. So anybody who's listening and watching has got any interest in the international jazz tour, we'll make it look super dope. 
um, with a, you know full documentation, you know, make it like a documentary, interviews, and prime uh, support from any potential sponsors out there who want to fork up some cash and maybe get the Duchess Dara Spears to get on the road and get over to Norway and check out that picture. It'd be kind of cool to do a little I selfie in front of that. your picture on the yes, wall of this. So we'll put that, that out there, and um, you can consider Trenton 365 as a supporter, and I'll help you out the best way that I can. Can I just... Um tell you one other tidbit. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> last uh, August, I was cleared um, for a nonprofit that I call um, Trenton Youth Reading and Repertory uh, Club. And I haven't done any fundraisers or anything as of yet. I had an accident, broke my foot, I'm healing from that, and then there are a number of other things going on. But uh, what I plan to do when I get all these bells and whistles together and they're in sync is use that to raise money for this nonprofit because I'm very concerned about literacy among the young people in Trenton and I think that it would be really good if they n not only um, developed more of a passion for reading and looking in those windows that reading can expose and also um, Learn about the great plays. Mm -hmm. So let's stick with the talking about the youth. Um, so, sure. so when we rebroadcast this, just make sure, folks, that you're listening and watching, that you check out the archive and get in touch. You can visit uh, mm -hmm. Doris's website, jazzduchessdarispears.com, mm -hmm. and uh, also from there you can uh, you can get in touch with her. You can buy some merch, mm -hmm. which is really important. Mm -hmm. And you can also go to Trenton365.com. You can hear this uh, archive, et cetera, and you can reach out to me, and I'll connect you if you're more comfortable doing that if you're driving or whatever. Don't get yourself into trouble there. But uh, let's uh, continue. To, we've got about three minutes left. Let's continue okay. to talk about um, the literacy portion because I always like to talk to successful musicians and artists mm -hmm. and have them share a bit about um, where their support came from as a young person, mm -hmm. but you've actually answered some of my questions mm -hmm. um, about um, you know your your uh, concern for youth and reading and literacy and young people, and you've started a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. um, what would you like to say to the the parents or the guardians of young people who those young people show an interest in art? In art or in reading? As yeah, art? anything. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Read to your children sit down with them uh, and just read to them. Um, read them stories, uh, of course read them age-appropriate things um, and, and then as they grow uh, continue that so that it becomes an ingrained habit. Um, I had uh, great teachers, I always loved school and I was a bookworm and from that I started learning how to write and you know exploring um, the reading landscape to see what foreign authors were doing and comparing the stories that they wrote to the things that they offer us here in this country mm -hmm. and if it wasn't reading is like it, uh, I can't even describe to you how important it is to me and how much it does for me it's like you know like some people like drugs Okay, that's the jolt I get from a mm. really, really good piece of writing, whether it's a novel or a play or a book or an essay or whatever it is. And 
for kids that don't get a chance to go anywhere, whose parents maybe can't afford it, or whatever the limitations are, that, that they're confined in an area, reading will open windows into things that you just, that just whets your appetite for more. It, it just, it, it does. Yeah. I, I don't know how to, I don't know a better way to say it. Well, if it's not coming across in your voice, the folks who see it on television will definitely see it's coming across in your face and in your eyes. Well, Duchess Dara Spears, I can't wait to see you perform again live on Thursday at the Mill Hill Park for the Lebanon Trenton Summer Concert Series. But more importantly, I'm glad to be in your presence again. Oh, thank you so much, Doc. Oh, uh, you're so, so welcome. Much. Yep, and consider you have my support. Oh, we will, for okay. sure. You've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show, heard from 8 to 9 p.m. Approximately here over WIMG 1300. You can please stay tuned in the second segment of the program. We've got author Dina Billups who's going to be on. Dina McMillan Billups. She's going to be talking about her latest book that she's putting out. You've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show, and we'll be back after a short break.